Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Uh, and we're joined by a special guest this week, Katie, who also is on Three and Green Nerds with us as well. How's it going, Katie? Good. How <laughs> are you guys? I'm Good. I'm a little sore from the gym, but I'm good. Um, I'm glad you went. Good for you. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where going to the gym always feels great at one point, but there's a few points where it just doesn't feel great. It just feels awful. <laughs> right, right. But the uh, long-term gain is worth it. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I think it was like last weekend I went to the gym and I was walking back home from the gym. <laughs> I just felt so nauseous. And I went to the doctor and I'm like, why do I feel nauseous? And he's like, well, how much water were you drinking when you were at the gym? And I'm like, I oh, probably were like uh, three or four liters. He's like, you drank too much water. I'm like, how's that possible? How did I drink too much water? But apparently. That's a good you, question for your, for your doctor to ask. Yeah. So apparently you can drink too much water when you're working out. Well, there you go. Who'd have thunk? But I mean, huh. it was hot and it was also working out. So felt like an appropriate right. amount so of water. That, what's the sweet spot of getting enough water but not too much it's more about like moderating how much you're drinking all at once instead of just chugging an entire oh, liter of water okay. all at once like, like hyperhidrosis yeah okay. so well, yeah, i don't think that's hyperhidrosis i think it's the wrong thing but anyways yeah but yeah don't do that yeah yeah no. so so drink your water in in measured amounts yes that's the the key uh also i had like ramen today so i think maybe that helped felt pretty good bowl of ramen and some work <laughs> it feels Ooh, like so a... what kind of 
So I'm a ramen aficionado. So what kind of ramen do you eat and what do you put on it? Okay, so I normally go for, hold on, let me pull up my order today because I forget the name of it, even though I order it practically like every time I order ramen. Uh, let's see. That's why it's so good, you just forget the name of a thing. Well, I just know what it is. Like, I just, I click it, I'm like, I know exactly what it is. So I get uh, tonkatsu aka, and I get uh, it with the the, the fatty chasu uh, with some... And I get it spicy. I also add some egg and some mushroom and some uh, crispy garlic oil. You need to translate that for us. What, so, what exactly did you order? What does it look like? Uh, it was like a spicy bowl of ramen. It had an egg okay. and a ton of mushrooms. So, Ooh. yeah. 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 And regular ramen noodles or thicker noodles? Or? Uh, they were thicker noodles, yeah. They were not the thin ones, which I like, like the, the thicker ones? noodles. Makes it feel like it's more than just like eating like that ramen packet you can get to the store. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Like that's well, basically yeah, because they also add egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only oh, eggs. Yeah, the egg for me is the big one. No matter which ramen I get, I always get it with the egg. Always, because mm-hmm. the egg's like the, like the, cre- the crescendo. Yeah. Right. Got that egg. Yeah. So, anyways, that was our. All your ramen years out there. That was our ramen tangent. <laughs> dating advice podcast it's uh, there's always a good time to talk about ramen and honestly there's value in every ramen talk whether it's on a dating okay. advice show or otherwise yeah katie what do you normally metaphor what do you normally order when you get ramen katie what's your go-to order i usually get it with the chicken bone broth okay and I like chicken the most out of every other meat out there. Chicken is <laughs> so pretty I try solid. to stick to chicken. Okay. Yeah, chicken is pretty solid. Can't go wrong with that. So what What are your favorite ramen places in Vancouver, each of you? You can give a plug for your ramen place. Um, I usually just stick to the ones on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Because those are convenient, so probably like Kintan or Kokoro. Okay. I, uh, sorry? I was just asking what yours was. Oh, mine's a place called Zubu Ramen Bar. I usually go there. Ah. It's simple, but it's good. It's delicious. Um, yeah. And it's, it, I go into some ramen places and they're like, do you want to try the scorpion? I'm like, no. It's a classy ramen joint. You go in there, they've, you know, they're not trying to kill you with some super spicy ramen. They're they're about the flavor, which is a big thing for me. <laughs> they're not trying to kill you. That's their slogan. Yeah. So Every I got it, so in Tampa is Dosunko. D O S U N C O ramen. So oh, okay, good. there you go. Sorry. What do you normally get from there, Steph? When you get ramen? I usually get um, I usually get tofu with egg, and um, I like getting a side of of uh, wakame the seaweed and mm. i really like miso dressing and i i like getting some breaded chicken on there sometimes or tofu and i i get two eggs so i love the egg part yeah the, the egg's kind of like the, the the real clincher i had a friend who like when i would take him out for ramen he would order like something like four or five eggs on his ramen and it was literally just the, they would bring out the bowl and there would just be like it almost looked like an Easter basket of like eggs on top. It was really weird. I, but... I relate to that, and I don't know why I haven't thought about that before. 
it, it's way too many eggs, but at the same time, too, I'm like, well, you know, they can do it, so might as well. It's like eggs with a side of ramen at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. But hey, well, he knows what he likes. Good for him. True. Steph, how, how's the weather your way? It is hot. It felt like 101 today, and right now it's 91 degrees, so it probably still feels like it's like 100-something. Okay. So it's super hot. How about where you guys are at? It's cooling off a bit. It's uh, 21 degrees Celsius, 71 Fahrenheit, a little, little overcast. Oh, yeah. Not nearly like the 30 or 40 degrees like it was before where I was just like melting yeah, on the sidewalk. Was, yeah. That was intense. Yeah. That was not a fun time. Well, this is the Dating Advice Show. We don't do it all the time, but we do it every so often, every few months, and we haven't done one in a while. And I, I was looking through the emails, and I'm like, there's some great ones here. So we got a good episode here. Oh, yeah. Um, as a friendly reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Got to get that out if there. If you haven't figured that out already by our ramen talk. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think any like proper mental health treatment goes on a ramen tangent for, like, 10 minutes, but... Maybe they do. I don't know. Who's to say? But it yeah. Depends on ramen's funnier issues, I guess. I guess so. I guess ramen would also be not a terrible date idea either. If if no ramen because it's kind of interactive. And yeah. You're gonna talk, which actually ties into one of the questions we got this week. Yeah. About movie dates. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's get into the first email here from Gina. Gina says, "Nerds, I'm looking to try dating, but I don't want to." try an app where i'm committed to meeting in real life right away any suggestions gina i feel like that's i don't think you're committed to meeting anybody at all on any app right so yeah because the pandemic people are meeting on on um they're talking on facetime and zoom and whatever yeah so or join just like an online group um or for an interest because a lot of interest groups have gone online so, yeah. but you don't necessarily have to meet up with people. I think a lot of people understand that um, if it's due to the pandemic, I think they kind of get that you're not into meeting right now. Yeah, I think that's like a pretty common thing. And like, it's not like when you join these apps, it's like you must meet someone in two days or else we're going to kick you off or something. Like, you don't know. You can go at whatever pace you want to go at. You don't have to rush <laughs> if you want to take your time, you know. Okay. I don't know. It, I think, like, the pressure comes from people who want to meet quickly, but, you know, if somebody doesn't want to wait, then at least you know it's not going to work out with them, so. Because you know, part of it is that we're just making sure that everybody stays healthy, and if they can't figure that during a pandemic, well, you're exactly right. That's not the right person for you. Yep. What do you think, Katie? I... Don't really have experience with using any apps for dating, uh, but I'm guessing like, like you guys said, just using an app doesn't guarantee that you have to meet anyone in real life. So there's no fault in trying out an app. Yeah. I feel like yeah, give it a try. Yeah, and if you ever feel too like uh overwhelmed you can always like log off or uninstall it like that's the great thing about these apps if it's ever getting too much you can just like remove the app and that's it you don't have to do <laughs> that anymore cool uh stuff did you want to read john's email or oh you know i just realized maybe katie can read it because i i didn't i closed the window oh <laughs> katie do you want to read the email 
sure. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's back. Okay. Okay, my king can go. Go ahead. Okay. Um, John said, nerds, I used to be friends with someone from university. We drifted apart and seldom keep in touch. He'll wish me a happy birthday and me likewise. We occasionally comment on each other's photos, but it's a far cry from the uni days where we spent every day together practically. He was engaged to this woman who I didn't realize they broke up with because she's matched with me on Bumble. Should I get his blessing before I continue with anything with this woman? We're not exactly close, but he may be surprised to find out I'm with his former fiance. Wow, Katie, you're, you've got like a great voice. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Have you done like voiceover stuff? Because you're really good. No, I haven't. Maybe this so is the start. Major? Yeah. Are you majoring in like broadcast journalism or anything? No, I'm majoring in media studies. In media studies, okay. So, Tom, is media studies like the? Um, I know that they're changing some of the names of the broadcasting programs because that's my undergrad degree is in telecom production. So, what in media studies? What are you doing? We sort of do everything. We have to take classes in film production, film studies, art history, journalism, stuff like that. Ah, okay. So we kind of have a similar major. Okay. So you're kind of you're actually in that kind of field, because because you read that really well. So anyway, okay. I guess people want to know the answer to the question. <laughs> John's like, um, I didn't. This is what part of Grogan. No, I'm just kidding. Um. What? I was just joking around. I was just saying, like, oh, John's like, this is not a part of my email. But. (laughs) John, you're getting free advice, so just roll with it. Yeah. You're learning. You're learning things. Yeah. I would say about the email, like, first off, you don't know where things are going to go with this person. So, like, why stress yourself out over something that, like, you don't even know where it's going to go yet? Like, if it gets serious, sure, you might want to consider, like, telling him then. Then the other side of this, too, is you, you haven't, like, talked to this guy that much in a long time. So something tells me, like, you're not that close. So if if you tell him, it's really more so for yourself more than him. Because I doubt he's probably even thinking about you all that much and probably not even her all that much either. So I don't know. I personally think it, it's probably – it's not really important that you tell him, but I think – if you wanted to, it would really just be for your sake to, like, clear the air and make you feel a little better about the situation. Think in these cases, think about, will it hurt him more than it'll help him? Mm-hmm. And and what are your motivations for it? Like Kurt said, it might make you feel better, but is it actually going to help him? Mm-hmm. Also, if you have a mutual friend that you think is going to spill the beans to him, it's better to hear it from you than from a friend. Yeah. Um, but you know, and sometimes we have good friends that we just talk to once in a while. But it's like we pick up, you know, like there no time has passed. So it could be that you know he sees the relationship differently because he is you know contact you on your birthday and stuff. So um, it might just be a a good you know heads up. But again, it depends. Is this going to hurt him more than help? Because mm-hmm. it, and also, do you feel some sense of guilt? Um, if you do, that's about you and not him. So that's something you got to take care of on your own. And telling him isn't going to, you know, that would be like kind of a selfish reason to tell him is because you were having guilt. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Katie? I 
I agree with you, Kurt. I think just because you, she's matched with you on an app, like it, it's still nothing too serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, there's no reason to think too much into it. Um, just if it gets more serious, then you could think about telling him, but you also have to consider like what kind of relationship you have with the friend from university because Mm. it might not be the best idea to just remind him of his former fiance and like he might see it as you rubbing it in his face sort of I'm not sure that it would do him any good other than you trying to feel better about proceeding in this relationship so I I wasn't sure if they had just met or they because he said that um, he may be surprised to find out I'm with his former fiance. Was is that like they're? Did you get the impression they were together already or that they're considering it? Because that's I wasn't sure about that part. I just thought that they were like just casually talking on an app. Okay. Yeah, he, he just says, mentioned she's matched with me. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That to me says they probably haven't like gone gone too far. Like, okay, because I read I'm with, and I'm like, huh. But maybe that means something different, because I'm older. I think it's maybe just, like, also, to Like, the ver- the verbiage kind of conflicts with itself, because, yeah, but he's like, he's, he says he's with somebody. That kind of implies it's more serious. But then he says that they matched, so that implies it's not as serious. So it's a little bit of a conflict of, right. of tone. But I would say it's probably safe to assume they probably just matched and maybe gone on, at the most, maybe just one date. But... Oh, okay. I don't get the impression they've gone too far. But Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Steph? Um, oh, I didn't give my Oh wait, oh, I already said my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you go. I will I'll summarize it for you. Um, will it hurt him more than it'll help him? Is this about yeah. you or is it about him? And oh, do yes. Do you have a friend that could spill the beans? Yeah. If so, go ahead and just tell him. Yeah. Also too like, I don't know. I I I personally like to be of the belief that it's like we're all adults. Like if he sees you and her together, like you would like to hope that you could be like mature enough to just be like, okay, well I'm happy for them. But obviously the world doesn't always work like that, does it? So okay. Good that you asked. Yeah. Steph, you care about your enough that you asked, so. Yeah, I mean, it's still thoughtful to ask. And you could even, like, send an email or a text or something or tell them in person, whichever you prefer. I don't know. Maybe, an maybe. Email? <laughs> That's a little too formal <laughs> to inform him. Yeah. Hi. I'd like to inform I'm you. your former fiance. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know, like, how close they are. Like, if they see each other regularly. Like, well, it doesn't sound like it. So, I don't know. I was just, like, thinking, like, oh, maybe if they're farther away. Uh, probably a phone call would probably be better but like yeah there's there's different ways you can tell them you reminds me of if you guys do you guys watch the u.s version of the office not not like like michael scott so michael scott wants to declare bankruptcy so he stands in the office he goes i declare bankruptcy (laughs) oh yeah reminds me of that like like this guy's like we are together i would like to formally announce that's funny yeah it is kind of like that all right uh, Steph, did you want to read Henry's email? Sure. Henry says, I decided to take a date to the movies, and it was a bad idea. 
We didn't talk or get intimate at all during the time together, and then we just parted ways. I'm not convinced a movie date is a great idea. Henry, um, I think we've talked about on the podcast just making sure that you go to dinner or have some other kind of activity to do where you're talking mm. um, before the movie. And it might just have been this just wasn't a good match. Because uh, if it's a good match, you could go to the movies and you still have a good time with a person. But I think it does help to do something like go out to dinner ahead of time so you can talk with a person. Yeah. What do you guys think? Mm. I think, like, in my opinion, at least, it movie dates are not a good, like, first date activity because, yeah, you're not really going to get to know each other. That being said, like, I think if maybe if, like, you've known the person for a while, like maybe your friends first or something. Sure. But like if you're meeting somebody off like an online dating app or something like that, yeah, it's probably not the greatest idea. Uh, that being said, like I, I, there's times where maybe somebody's just, you know, like maybe there's more of a physical thing and there's already some level of like intimacy there or something. And it just, it can work, but I think it's rare. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say either like, go for dinner first or go for a coffee first or go for drinks and then go see the movie or even go afterwards. And then at least you have something to talk about after the movie's done. So, yeah, movie, movie dates are tough because it's such a loaded thing and it, it can work, but there's so many like stipulations of like, it will work if it will work if, you know, I think for most people, it'd probably be safe to just do something else for a first date rather than go to a movie. But yeah, what do you think, Katie? I, I think if you're both like really interested in the movie, I guess there is something to talk about. Otherwise, it's just kind of awkward because. In the movies, it creates no room for conversation. And if you don't go anywhere afterwards, it's just like, okay, I watched a movie now. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Then it's kind of awkward because then it's weird to just reach out again. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, there's nothing that could be done about it. <laughs> just yeah. don't go to the movies for a first date. Just get to know them first. Mm-hmm. And then find out what they like, and then maybe you could go to the movies with them to see something you both like. Yeah. But that's the other thing, is that you have to be pretty sure that the person wants to see the movie you're going to. Yeah. I, I, I think movie dates can be a fun time in the right context, but yeah, it's just, there's there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. But, I mean, I don't know. I think I, it's funny, I did, like, when I was a lot younger, I went on a movie date and I took the girl and then literally like after the movie, she was done. Like, she was just like, okay, bye. And I'm like, that was <laughs> like, yeah, weird. <laughs> like, there was like, nothing. And then at the same time too, I've, I've been on movie dates where it's like, yeah, it's gotten like a little hot and heavy and it's like, okay. So I think it can go either way, but yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to go in with those expectations. That's going to, be like that because probably not realistically but i guess if you talk to the person beforehand and here's the thing they might even you can even suggest it and see what they say like if they say yeah that's a great idea well there you go you know that's something they're interested in and sure follow up with it but you know if they kind of go oh well maybe we can go grab coffee instead like maybe pick up on the hint and do that instead or something like that 
uh, Sabrina says, Nerds, I've been dating this guy for two months, and he works out a fair bit five days a week. He recently asked me if I wanted to join him at the gym, but I'm wondering if he thinks I'm overweight and is wanting me to lose weight. I'm roughly 20 pounds overweight, so not terribly so, but he may want me closer to my ideal weight. Should I go with him, Sabrina? Uh, why, why don't you ask him why he wants you to join him at the gym? Maybe he's just lonely. Maybe he wants somebody to spot for him. Maybe it has nothing to do with your weight. I think you can just ask him. I mean, you've been going out two months. Just just talk about it. See what's going on. See why he wants you to join him at the gym. I'm, my guess is that he probably is looking for more activities to do with you, and that's probably just something he enjoys doing. I mean, if he goes five days a week, that's he's invested in the in the gyms. So. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, is that this is a place that he goes to often, and he's inviting you into one of the places he enjoys going. So yeah. I didn't see it as a... I think the weight might be more your issue than his. Um, mm -hmm. It depends if he said other things, though, too. But, yeah, I, I I, mean, my notes are, you know, ask him. And and you can start it with, you know, hey, this is really awkward. I know this probably isn't the case, but, you know, I was just wondering if you wanted me to lose weight. That's why I asked me to go to the gym. And, you know, a healthy person says, no, that has nothing to do with it. I just wanted to, you know, spend some more time with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Katie? I think he probably wasn't thinking about the weight too much. He probably was just like, oh, I, like, this is something that we can do together. And, like, you thinking that it's about your weight is more about, it, it's more your worry, I feel like. It's something that's on your mind, and that's why you will associate it with anything that like comes close to suggesting that so i think you should just talk to him about it mm -hmm. yeah and the thing is too is like i i wonder too if like maybe potentially it's more so that sabrina you're looking at like a benefit of it in a different light because like yeah, if you join him at the gym, you know, you are going to be working out. You might lose some weight or gain some muscle mass. You know, I think that's a that's not a bad thing per se. But, like, I, I think you're maybe looking at it as, like, this is some, like, goal he has when I think you're, you're looking at, like, what could be an end result as, like, something that could be, you know, something he's aiming for. But I'm guessing, yeah, he probably hasn't even really considered this. He's probably just more so thinking, like, I just want someone to come with me to the gym because it gets lonely at the gym. Not always a ton of people to talk to at the gym, so. Right. Yeah. Well, I was thinking too, Katie. Do you want to go to the gym, Sabrina? It's Sabrina, not Katie. You're Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's. I think that maybe also offer up a suggestion of what the two of you could do that you might like to do. Mm -hmm. So if he wants to go to the gym, maybe there's something that maybe you like to go hiking or bird watching or whatever it is so um you can say sure that'd be great and how about we do this too mm -hmm. cool and if you don't want to go to the gym it's not your thing you just say oh that's not really my thing because you have every right to say no to something yeah and you know you can always try it and then maybe find out later that it's just nothing that you're not interested your in doing right like yeah mm -hmm. that, that's always a possibility too so, okay. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, 
Katie, did you want to read Tom's email? Okay, sure. Tom said, Nerds, over the past four months, I've had this on and off again relationship that I finally ended. For me, it felt cathartic. So I downloaded Tinder, but now I'm wondering if it's too soon to be back in the dating game. Should I give myself more time? I don't think so. I think you're fine. <laughs> These things. I mean, there's, there's no right or wrong answer. No. You can make your own timeline. I mean, I think on paper, the right answer is you should wait until you're in a healthy place before you try dating again. The off-the-script answer is there's so many people on those apps that have clearly broken up with someone the day before and they're ready for a quick hookup. So, uh, you know, I, I would say it's probably not recommended, but at the same time, too, uh, I'm fighting against the tide on this one. Like, there's so many people that just jump into these apps right away because they just want, yeah, quick satisfaction and gratification. Well, I think if it's on or off... Tom may have been grieving the relationship for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but but Tom, it sounds like you're having some misgivings about going back in. I wonder if it's if someone else said something to you about it was too soon, or you read something that said it was too soon. But do what you want. Um, there's no timetable, and anybody that says you need to wait this amount of time, mm. they're not you. So it's really up to you and what you want. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? I think that there is no timeline for how soon or how long you have to wait until you get back into the dating game. I feel like it just depends on how much you felt for the other person in that previous relationship. If you feel ready, then just go for it. And there's no reason to feel guilty about moving on because it was on and off again. It just... I feel like, in my opinion, on and off again relationships usually just don't last anyway. So there's no reason to feel bad about trying to move on and find someone that, like, suits you more. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, Steph, did you want to read Kyle's email? Kyle says, I started using Facebook dating. I've noticed a few of the matches and mutual friends. What's everyone's thoughts on hitting up those mutuals for insights into this person? Kyle, it depends on how serious you are about the person. It depends on if those mutual friends are going to send that information back. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it really depends on, on where you want this to go. Is it someone that you've started talking to? Um, you know, And I think that's what we did before dating apps is you would ask your friends, you know, hey, what do you know about this person? So, but usually you do that a little bit into dating them or um, mm. it's a blind date or something. So I would say it really depends on if that person is going to talk to the person and tell them. Um, but for some people, it might be like, oh, he's checking on me. He's interested or she's checking on me. They're interested. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say, you know, are you okay with that person finding out that you're asking about them? If you are, that's fine. Yeah, it's probably smart to do some checking and see if they're, you know, they're kind of verified, so to speak. I don't mm -hmm. know, what do you guys think? But that way you know the mutual person, too. Yeah. I guess, too, it's like, it seems mildly invasive, but also I guess it's like, it's, the, it's all out there. Like, they tell you who your fr mutual friends are, so it's like, 
I guess it's not too invasive. It just feels weird. But at the same time, I don't think it's that weird, probably. I don't know. I feel very conflicted about it. I would say probably just go on a few dates with the person first before you start, like, messaging friends. Like, maybe see how it goes first, but and then kind of be like, hey, what, what, are your, what is your opinions on this person or something? I don't know. That's my two cents, at least. What do you think, Katie? I agree. There, there, the, if the information is out there and you feel like you want to get to know the person before actually talking to the person, I feel like asking around has no harm. Mm. At, like, you can do that. And if you decide that what people say about the other person you don't like, then you've just saved yourself a conversation with someone that you don't click with and yeah I don't think that it is a bad thing uh just do what you want <laughs> if, it just, if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out yeah cool alright uh Cindy says, nerds, I'm 25. I somehow managed to start seeing a guy twice my age, 53. I don't date older guys, never have. He's a real nice guy, but I've been dealing with my own reservations about the relationship. We were watching a show when I was talking about my job, and then he said, you remind me of my daughter, which is so cliche and cheesy, and I just had it. I got up and took an Uber home. I haven't spoken to him in four days now. Is it safe to assume that there's no going back? Cindy, I mean, it sounds like you've made up your mind. I mean, especially because you haven't talked to him in four days and you clearly were upset by this. So, yeah, I would say it's probably over. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Clearly, you're you were not clear. You you had some level of discomfort and you weren't quite meshing with the relationship at maybe the same level he was. So, yeah, I would say it's probably done unless you two can find a way to communicate and resolve the issues you have. But it sounds he like he hasn't contacted you either. So that makes me think he said something, and he was like, "Oh, that was weird. I shouldn't have said that." Yeah, but you would think like one of them would, right? Like, it feels weird that both of them wouldn't contact each other in four days. So, I don't know. It, it feels weird that like neither of them have. But I don't know. She doesn't mention. Maybe he has, and she hasn't responded, or maybe she's texted him and he hasn't responded back. Like, there's different ways it could go, but. Either way, I'm guessing the communication channels are probably closing up. So, yeah, I'd probably say it's probably done. I mean, it sounds like, Cindy, you've had some reservations for a while. So, um, you know, yes, this his comment was probably the breaking point, but I don't think it was like the start of your reservations. You probably have had those for a while. And this is probably just the, the big moment where it all came to a head. So, Right, because I think if things are going well, you might have just said, well, that was weird. And so, I, and you I, know, like, he would have addressed it. My guess is he was like, ooh, that, yeah. That was and I don't, I want to refrain from, like, throwing shade or, like, being condescending towards, like, people of different age groups. Because I, I think there are ways that it can work. I, you know, it's not always a write-off in terms of, like, it's not going to work. But if someone has reservations, someone has reservations, there's nothing you can really do about that. So... I, I would say I, I don't want to focus too much on the age and more so that the fact that it seems like, yes, Cindy, you just had some reservations about seeing somebody older or so. 
That's fine. You know, I think we said before we can bring up with anybody for any reason. There doesn't have to be a logical explanation. It can just be, it is what it is. So. Yeah, my guess is there was other stuff that was happening because you know age difference. It a lot of times it makes no difference whatsoever. The only time they can make age a difference is when you have, want different things in life. But that could be true of somebody your own age too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just sounds like yeah. I mean, neither one of you have contacted each other, so I'd say it's much done. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? I think that if you if he said something and then you just left, he obviously was not ready to fully commit to that relationship. I feel like you said yourself that you had reservations and if you guys haven't spoken in four days and you guys are like (laughs) okay about it then I guess that just means there's no going back like I think there's it's different if he's reached out and you're like not talking to him but I don't know if that's what's going on um but if you're concerned about the age I don't feel like it's that big of an issue it's more of how you feel about it instead of worrying about the other things <laughs> yeah yes i mean people people date like older you know and younger whatnot people can make it work but i think it really just comes down to who's comfortable with what not everyone's going to be comfortable with these things so okay um uh, Katie, did you want to read the last one from Riley? Yeah, so Riley said, I'm a 23-year-old. I had graduated from university when I decided to go to grad school. My parents, who can be flaky sometimes, agreed to pay my tuition. Well, time came to pay and they were flaky. thing is, I'm used to this. I've dealt with them in the past. I had a plan. My boyfriend, who I live with, and I have been saving up to buy a condo. He insisted we use that money to pay the tuition, but I asked that he doesn't as I had a plan. Well, I convinced my parents to pay, and when they called, they were told it was paid for. My boyfriend decided to use that money despite me asking him not to. I'm pretty upset. My parents are transferring the funds so I won't be out of money, but still makes it look like I don't need their money when I do, and that's beside the point. And he also went against my wishes. I'm really upset, but not sure how to tackle this. Any suggestions? Oh, the good old money issue. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna. I was just saying the good old money issues. It's not a nerds and love issue unless there's a money issue. (laughs) Well, I I think this is a great question because what happens when you put you have each put money into an account, and someone uses it for something that you've asked them not to? Yeah. So you've got two issues here. One is your parents flaking, and then putting the money back in your account. So that that's an that to me is a whole separate thing. So I think I think you have to kind of put these into like little boxes. Like there's the parent issue that there's some stuff going on in the dynamic between you and your parents that needs to be addressed probably. Mm. And also the issue of your boyfriend spending the money after you said to him, don't do that. So there is a trust issue there. Um, I, I see that, you know, at first I read this, I was like, oh, that's good. He cares about your education. But also at the same time, you explicitly told him, do not pay my tuition with that. Um, so I can see where his intentions were good, but he also went against what you wanted. 
So mm -hmm. I think that's, I think it's time for you guys to sit down together. I mean, this is a big deal. So I would say this might be a potential for couples therapy uh, because when you spend that amount of money um, after someone said, please don't, um, that's something that can bleed into other areas of life. So there can be some resentment or there may be other issues where you've said, please don't do that. And you went ahead and did it. So uh, this may have been a pattern. So I would say couples therapy might be good in this. Mm. What do you think, Katie? Uh, I feel like you guys have to, I think you have to communicate with him how much his um, decision to go against your wishes affects you and how upset that makes you feel i also would like to know like uh stephanie said if it's like a pattern of behavior if he's done this before like if he has done things even though you had asked him not to because i feel like if you built up that like resentment and upset um attitude towards uh, things he does, especially with that large amount of money, uh, it could lead to a bigger um, conflict when it finally overflows. So I feel like you, you should just talk to him, but also talk to your parents. If they're flaky, then you have to, I guess, talk to them about why they agreed to be paying in the first place and then click on you and then now decide to transfer the funds back because that's that that could cause you a lot of stress and that obviously led to you and your boyfriend using the money that you've saved to buy a condo into that and yeah it's just I feel like it's all about communication you have to talk to both parties but separately it's I feel like it's two separate issues and just talk that's my suggestion. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Steph. There's a, like a lot to unpack here. Like, first off, like the parents need to be more reliable in pain. Uh, I think like the a lot of this comes from maybe there being like some level of instability with that with the payment, and that's where this boyfriend's maybe freaking out and thinking like. I'm going to be that source of stability when he doesn't need to be because you told him, but like I could see where maybe he's trying to do good by like trying to keep things steady. But I think he came at it from like a wrong, uh, like the intent was there, but just execution was, was way off. Um, I think too. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was thinking too, that Katie, probably Katie, I keep calling these people Katie. Um, Everyone's Katie. <laughs> Everybody. Um, we should all be Katie. So I'm, I think, Riley, I'm, I'm assuming that when your parents flaked on you, you probably panicked because here they are saying they're going to pay your tuition. And now they say, no, we're not going to do it, which it sounds like you know that this is their pattern. Yeah. But to actually figure out, like, let's say it's like, you know, for like this semester, and all of a sudden they're like, no, we're not paying. That can put you in a tailspin because that might be past the deadline to apply for financial aid. And, and so uh, your boyfriend may have seen that you were suffering because of this. Uh, and so, yeah, like like Kurt said, I think like what I said and, and I think that what Katie said is that, you know, he, he meant well. 
But bottom line is, you asked him, please not to do this. Yeah. Um, so he may be a fixing type person, and that isn't always healthy to go ahead and fix. Uh, so yeah, it's it's you guys need to talk, and you also need to talk with your parents too, um, mm. unless you feel like talking to your parents might actually make things worse, um, because mm. sometimes people are who they are, and there's nothing you can do to change them. Um, but it sounds like in the future you can't really rely on them. Yeah, and I would also too like probably put up some barriers to the finances for this guy because I don't know. Sounds like he's a little brash and maybe shouldn't be like fully responsible or at least even like partially responsible for the finances. Like, I I think it, over time, sure, give him some access, but I think maybe you might want to limit things a little bit at least until you're sure that like he's gonna be rational and keep his keep a he cool head with these things because like yeah, dipping into funds and taking out money regardless of what you're using it for is pretty irresponsible. Uh, and yeah, it does create trust issues. So I would definitely like if, you know, on this account, I'm assuming it's a shared account or joint account, like maybe just, just kind of give him some restricted access uh, or revoke access for now, just so that you can at least sort of build up that trust again. But I, I think, yeah, I would be a little concerned that like if you don't, he may just think, oh, I can get dip into this pool of money anytime I want. I don't know if he's done that in the past. We, the, the email doesn't indicate, so I don't know for sure if he's done something like this before, but it would be good to nip this in the butt now before he starts going and being like, oh, I need to get a new laptop. Well, I'm just going to go dip into these funds again, or, you know, I need to go buy a new car. Let's go dip into these funds. Like, I'd put up some barriers so that he at least knows that the, those funds are there for a purpose and he, he shouldn't be just taking them out like that. I think yeah, that's I the notice is it. Oh, go ahead. I think that's the most egregious thing for me is that he just went in and took that money. Like, mm -hmm. I the guy seems like he maybe has some some issues recognizing barriers. So I would maybe just put him up and just be like, "You gotta follow these rules." Sorry, but. And I just noticed that it doesn't look like he told you about the money. That your parents only found out when they went to go pay your tuition. So there's the yeah. other issue is that he spent this money and didn't tell you. Yeah. So there's there's a few things that you don't need to talk about. And I think couples therapy is helpful because again, this is a big issue. This gets into issues of trust and communication, and also you know, just the relationship with you and your parents, and mm. that can change you know your relationships and how you interact with people. So yeah, it's like couples therapy. All right. And also too, it depends on the. I think it. I I think the rules are in the U.S. is that you cannot. If you have a joint account, I don't think you can just take somebody's name off of it. Um, oh. So I don't know. You might need to check. Yeah. Uh, with your bank. I'm or not really sure. maybe make it where like you need authorization for both people to make a withdrawal, something like that. Like. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. So why not make it both? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. Just maybe look at your options at least because, yeah, it might be good to put up some barriers at least until you know that like, those funds are more secure. And I don't know. I I think maybe. It might be, a, I think it's a case where he probably meant well and he didn't realize it was going to blow up like this, but still, I think it's good to still put up some barriers, even if he didn't mean well. Right. Like, I don't get the impression that this guy's probably like some like money hungering, like terrible person. Like, he probably just thought, like, I'm going to try to help. Like, like buy a new stereo or something. I'm like, that would be, that would be well, a exactly. Like, I'm like, I think we've even had emails where people were, they took money to like go get things for themselves. Like, like their wedding he, money, yeah. Yeah, like 
this guy actually did something nice for his girlfriend, which I can't, like, I'm a little conflicted on because I'm like, yeah, that was a clear violation of the barriers and boundaries. But, but if someone says no, no matter how nice it is. Yeah, it's like, it, it's so conflicted because I'm like, you did a nice thing, but you shouldn't have done it. Is It's kind of the gist of it, yeah. right? So I'm like, I don't know. it's still Riley's money. Yeah. Well, like, it could and, be and both I of their money. Think about whether... I'm guessing they probably but, both yeah, put into it. But yeah. Well, but if you look at it that way, Riley, maybe he spent the money that you had saved up. And do you want to keep contributing to that account too? Mm. That's the other question. So, yeah, I would say probably just best to put up some barriers for now. At least so he recognizes again that like they're there. I think it, that will do a lot. So he kind of goes like, okay, I, I, I have to recognize these barriers and, you know, not just go free willy whenever I want and go take that money. So. I think it's important to look at too how much time passed between when he paid this and when your parents found out it was paid because mm. how confusing was that for your parents i mean granted your parents are kind of the origin of this issue um, yeah. but did he sit on this information for a while like yeah. was he waiting until you looked in the bank account and saw that the money was gone or you know so that's the other question is the you know this was something that needed to be communicated to you mm-hmm Without being a surprise. Yeah. Cool. Well, good luck. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I end every episode of this podcast. I'm like, yeah, just good luck. You know? Cool. Uh, Steph, you're over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is your book, and Talking Brains is your other podcast. We should also mention that we do a Gilmore Girls recap podcast called the Friday Night Dinner Podcast, which is a load of fun. Um, we talk about how Rory's boyfriends are terrible. Uh, we talk about how uh, Emily might be one of the most complex characters in the show because sometimes you hate mm -hmm. her, sometimes you love her. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of great discussions. Mental health issues. Yeah. We're the only Gilmore Girls podcast that talks about mental health issues. And we've had a lot of people who said, like, I never would have thought of these things. Like, never. So, I think it's a, it's a refreshing take compared to people who are just like, I love this show. I love Dean. And we're like, Dean's terrible. This is why. So. Pretty direct with which characters we like and don't like. So. Yeah, we, we have a running tally of who we don't like and, what, and who we do like. Right. So. Cool. And Katie, uh, you're on Three Angry Nerds with me. And we review movies and tv shows and talk about the news and other stuff it's a pretty good time yeah yeah make fun of me well it's because we usually do it like so early in the morning that we're, we're still waking up you know we're we're, we're not quite at full cognitive capacity sorry, Katie. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the delivery was amazing Love yeah. It. Oh, that, that's my and my cat's also trying to say like go check out the podcast too, in his own way. <laughs> okay. Well, with that said, we'll see you all in a few months. Bye for now. Bye.